drawback to go. This is episode number five, I think, but I've done one before. Not yet today. So, with that being said, which I say too much, I've been told by a, uh, a listener, um, I would like to say this show is about life stories, sarcasm, smart-ass remarks, and awesome guests. And once again, I am lucky to have Johnny G in the studio with me. Oh, thank you, Ed. I feel like I'm the lucky one. I mean, of all the people, all the guests, and even that trained monkey... You chose me. I, I don't know why you keep Stop, 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 oh. stop. Thank you. That's way too many accolades. But I noticed on the studio door when I got here today, there was, I don't know if that was monkey saliva or what the heck it was. Did you, did you have that monkey outside? No. I he, he scares me. He can stay in that cage for, how old is that thing? That thing is old. It's not my monkey. Oh. I never had a monkey here until I hired you for no pay. <laughs> Well, it's an honor being here, so thank you. All right, all right. Well, um, today's is going to be a little less sarcasm and goofiness than normal, but it may turn into that anyway, because that's the way we roll here in the Down Under studio. Today's topic, what's it like being a grandpa or a papa or other names for grandfather? Yes, uh, let's start from the top. What uh, at what age did you become a member of the club? You know, I got I got pretty darn lucky because it was seven years ago in June. My stepdaughter and her husband get, made me papa with a little boy, and uh, it, it was funny. I got home from the hospital. Actually, I was on the way home from the hospital. I called my friend Mike, who has. One, two, three grandsons, I think. Could be wrong, Mike, if you're listening. Uh, anyway, I said, he says, hey, what's going on, Ed? I says, Mike, I get it. What do you mean you get it? I said, I get it. I'm a grandpa now, officially. I get it. I'm in love, right? There you go, yeah. It um, it, it took me a bit longer. It it took me, I didn't really, I mean, it was a title, whatever. It didn't really sink in until my granddaughter was uh, roughly a year and a half. And when she called me grandpa, that afternoon was life changer for me. Yeah, yeah, isn't it fun? My, my uh, two grandkids call me papa. Once in a while it slips and I get called grandpa, but I really don't care. And then the youngest one, who is, I think, seven months, uh, I get to see him this weekend. Well, this is, it won't be live because we're pre-recording this, but, uh, you know, with any any uh, any luck at all, he'll pull down the Christmas tree and I'll get it on video. There you go. Perfect. Now, were you lucky enough to know your grandfathers? I knew one of my grandfathers. My other one passed away shortly before I was born. Uh, but my other one, uh, I learned a lot from him. Please share. What were some of the most significant lessons from your grandfather? Grandpa was uh, very strict. He knew what he wanted. He went after it. He farmed. And he watched his pennies very close. Story. He was putting, this was when I was a young man, he was putting white rock around his house and putting plastic under it. I think it was a new concept, you know, so the weeds wouldn't go because I'm going to guess I was 
12, 13 years old. And I was over there to help. And I think my uncles all had to go home and milk cows. And he gave me this big screwdriver. And he said, if you punch holes in this all the way around the house, I'll give you a buck. Eh, I'll take a buck, right? Well, Grandpa went in the house. And Ed goes around and punches holes in this paper. And is going to earn a buck. And I'm sitting on the steps waiting for him to come out. And here he comes. He, he goes, nice job, nice job. I told you I'd give you a buck. And he flips a coin in the air. My first instinct says, that's not a dollar. That's 50 cents. What the hell? He said he was going to give me a buck. But when I caught it, I realized it was a silver dollar. And I still have that silver dollar to this day. And that memory, which goes back to the old adage, Things aren't always as they seem. Yeah, was it... Now, this had to be... Uh, that was one of the old school silver dollars, right? The Morgans? Morgans? I think it was a piece. A piece, okay. Yeah, way before the Ike silver dollar. Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I think it was a piece silver dollar. In fact, I'm curious enough now telling the story after 55 years that I may go dig it out because I knew I put it in an envelope and I wrote a note on it where I got it from. Nice. Now, did your grandfather... Uh, are there any members of your family that remind you of your grandfather? Myself. Really? Yeah. Have people shared that with you? Or do yeah. other people? I, I, I guess... I, well, except he had a full head of hair. And obviously, from the picture on my website, I don't. But uh, I have the walk he does, uh, or he did... He's been gone many, many years. And uh, uh, when I was growing up, after I became a young adult, they, they, the old guys in town would say, just like your grandpa, Pete. Oh, nice, nice. Well, I didn't know if it was or not, you know, when you're in your 20s. I'm like, mm, I want to be that, but I'm, I'm proud to uh, have been equated with him because he was, uh, he, like I said, he was thrifty. He was... Uh, of large stature, and uh, evidently I walk like him and probably talk like him. And... Did he have an accent? No, not really. Okay. No. Did he talk much about his father or grandfather? Boy, now you're digging out the cobwebs in my gray matter to see if, if he did or not. Um, I would say not that I remember. If he did, I didn't catch it because it wasn't pertinent to me you know I, I don't know so uh yeah so that's a that's a little grandpa story what about you johnny g i have been a grandfather for 14 years Ooh, you have 14 grandkids no no i only have five. Oh, well nothing wrong with five no no it's i'm lucky to have one actually uh there was a time, but, uh, <laughs> the, yeah, it's, I, I'll say it's an honor. There, there was a time in my young adulthood where that title of grandpa scared me. I mean, not, it, it just is like, that means I'm old. That's, that's, that, that's not a title I want, but I, I've had time to get used to it, embrace it. I was lucky enough to have uh, three, well, two grandfathers and one great grandfather that I knew. Oh, Wow. So I had a lot of uh, a lot of role models, a lot of time to observe and hear stories. Uh, 
are there things that you emulate from your grandfather as in your role now with your grandchildren? You know, what's funny you say about stories. Uh, my dad kept a diary when he left for the Navy in World War II, and he kept a diary pretty much his whole life. Sometimes there wasn't a lot in it. It just said that it was 66 degrees and sunny today, and uh, or he bought a new crescent wrench because he was a mechanic, things like that. So when my grandson was born, I started an online diary. And you know, we're all snapping pictures with our smartphones. So I take pictures throughout the day. I upload them to this online diary. I think it costs me 50 or 60 bucks a year. It's all stored in the cloud. And I can voice dictate text. I can do recording. Or I can type in what I want to say about my day and or about the picture. And, uh, you know, if uh, any of the three kids want to retrieve it someday, the username and password will be there for them to to look at it. And if they don't, that's fine. But I, I appreciate my dad's, uh, I just, my brother has them. Thanks for storing them. Uh, and I'll pick one up every once in a while and just flip through it and uh, brings back a few memories. Yeah, it's nice to see a snapshot of of the guy's life. I'm sure you miss him. And it's nice just to see that he was a, he was a normal guy. He had troubles, highlights, lowlights through the course of his days. Uh, yeah. You're lucky yeah. to have that. Oh, I know it. I know it. That's uh that's pretty good. So I shared a story about my grandfather. Do you have one to share similar? Only maybe you made two bucks or I, I don't know. I'm just teasing you. No, it's, um, I was lucky enough to know my grandfather for many, many years. And one of the, uh, and, and not just one, but I'll say just a, a whole chapter is that I had the opportunity. He and I learned to play golf together. And I have many fond memories. I've seen you tee off. You mean that you've called that, that you've learned it? You've mastered the game? Wait a minute. Uh, if, you, if you glance quickly, it looks like golf. Oh, okay. But. Well, you know why golf is called golf, don't you? No. All the other four-letter words were taken. Yeah. <laughs> but <Bada laughs> After I tee off. Don't quit your tea, day job, Ed. <laughs> but no, I have, I have many fond memories of cruising around the golf course with him. And I, I still think of him sometimes on a summer day. And it's super nice out. And we had, we had many, many afternoons just walking around the golf course. And yeah, it was, it was wonderful to spend that time with him. He had free time. I had free time. I was 13 years old. It was great. Yeah. That was before the beer drinking days. Yeah, yeah, that started the next summer. Oh, okay, when you were 14, okay, yeah. Well, you know, we talk about the stories, which are legacy. I've got stuff saved online. You know, my dad had a journal and everything else as a legacy, but legacies are different now than what they were. I mean, times are different. Uh, values are different. Uh, it, it's just weird, even when I think back. Or I tell, my grandson will tell me something and I have to I say, what is that? Well, don't you watch YouTube? Don't don't you know who this guy is? Uh, no. And I'm thinking, okay. it's Everything is definitely generational. But he'll, he'll school me on that pretty quick. And uh, he'll bring it up. He'll, he'll ask for the password of my phone because I won't give it to him. And I'll, I'll just put it in and he'll uh, he'll go on YouTube and show me. And uh, it's like, okay, I guess I'm 
been privileged to get a little older. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm not sure our our grandchildren are still young enough where sometimes that the quality or this this quality doesn't quite come through. But I wonder if today's youth are as big into the heritage or the the, the keepsakes of higher. Oh, this is something my grandfather had or, or that type of thing. We haven't seen it quite yet with our children, but there's time to develop that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if that will that will come out with my grandkids or not. I just look forward to when I haven't seen them for a week or two because two of them live only 10 minutes away. And uh, I know that they'll come running and try and knock me over, and someday they will, but they're fantastic kneecap hugs. And uh, I, I look forward to them every single time. Even the FaceTimes, and they tell me what they did in school, that, that's fun. Oh, sure. Is there, a, is there a family tradition or a quality of your grandfather that you want to emulate, pass on, make sure that your grandchildren know? Thriftiness, timeliness, everything has its place and everything gets put back in its place. That may be an uphill battle. Is there a particular family holiday or a chapter that when you think of your grandfather, you think of him in the holiday context that you can share with the listeners? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was the oldest grandchild, and my uncles would all get together at the holidays, and my grandfather loved to play cards. I don't think he loved anything more than playing cards. And the card tables would get set up, and he'd catch heck for, he'd say one more hand, and it was time to eat dinner. And as I got old enough to play with them as well, um, yeah, I picked up some good one-liners, let's put it that way. Nice. What, what was his game of choice? Solo. An old German game. You could play it three-handed uh, three or four-handed. Maybe even five-handed. I, I don't quite remember. It's been many, many years. I have never heard of that game. Solo? Another four-letter word. Wait, you know, ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you for one minute here. Somewhere down the road, I have a podcast notes for a title called Four Letter Words. So I hope everybody tunes in for that. Okay, back to where we were talking about being a grandpa or a papa. Um, yeah, yeah, that that was always fun with, uh, with him. Uh, because some of the things he would say, you wouldn't think it would come from a staunch old German. He kind of... <laughs> let his hair down, so to speak. Sure. Yeah. Did he drink alcohol during these card playing events or? All my uncles would have a beer and he would have one if the cards went well, all of a sudden he'd say, I think this is going so good, I'm gonna have a beer and everybody like did a double take. Or they were going <laughs> so bad he was gonna have one. He, used to, he was hoping it would change his luck, I think. Do you remember the type of beer? It was a short bottle. I think it was Shorty Hams. Short bottles of Hams. Oh, classic. The seven ounces. From the land of sky blue water. Yeah, just north of here. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Is there any other food or drink that reminds you of your grandfather? If you see it, you're like, oh, that reminds me of grandpa. Sausage. Ring sausage and bratwurst. He would, uh, they did their own butchering and they would make this sausage up and then you had to put the casings on and crank the, the press to get it to squirt out in there. And as he got older and I got uh, older, 
uh, I took over cranking it. And uh, the silliness in him would come out once in a while if he was cranking it and the casing broke. If you don't know what casings is and making sausage, go on YouTube. Uh, and then sausage would go all over and he'd just keep cranking and make a heck of a mess. Grandma would get mad at him and he'd just laugh. He seemed to enjoy that, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it, was, it was fun just asking me these questions, bringing back a lot of memories. And... Uh, you know, for the most part with him, they were good memories. Tell me, tell us a little bit more about the relationship between your grandfather and grandmother. Um, grandma did what grandpa said. That was the way it was, you know? Okay. I mean, were they, was it friendly banter? Or was it more? A little bit of friendly banter, but okay. ba basically, you know, supper on the table and it better be there. I think it better be there. I, I don't know that for sure. That was the impression I got. Were they, do they have acreage? Do they have livestock on this farm? Well, I didn't really know them until they moved in. I, I don't re recollect until they moved into town and sold the farm to my uncle. So, yeah. Yeah, they had, they did the livestock, the chickens and the hogs and my mother would always talk about having to pick up eggs and trying not to get pecked. And, and uh, you know, they milked cows and had cattle. And, you know, a typical farm from in the, you know, uh, 40s and 50s where everybody had everything and a huge garden. And, and you were pretty well self, uh, can't find the right word, self-sustaining as far as food goes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, growing up on a farm in that era... You had to make use of every resource. Oh, absolutely. I remember butchering chickens. Yeah. And he was the head chopper offer. Would you like to hear my chicken story? about? Yes. That? I Thank goodness you finally quit asking me questions. <laughs> well, you did. You asked me a question and I'd like to hear a story because um, I need a drink of beverage as well. We had, we had friends who lived on the farm and I would imagine I was eight years old. And they they bought a a lot of chickens, uh huh, of these chicks. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and and the idea was they were going to raise them, and then when they got to the certain age, they were going to butcher them, and everyone would have chicken and save all kinds of money. Yep. Well, they and and as a little kid, yeah, yeah, the chicks were fun. There are all kinds of them. It's fun to see them. Well, then they they got old enough, and it was I guess we'll call it a a D assembly line. For the chickens oh mm -hmm. my my dad and this other guy would pull them out of the cage chop the heads off well then they had a, a big circular cage where they'd put the headless chickens in and they'd flop for a while and then eventually oh we got to chase them out in the lawn well and then he'd throw them at us sometimes yeah so the the one chicken flew up out of this big cage and landed on his feet and started running and like it on a mission, ran down this path, took a left into the cornfield. So my dad, with axe still in hand, goes walking along, blanket a blanket a blank, looking for the chicken. Went into the cornfield, never found it. Never. Never. And he came back and we were like, my brother and I looked at each other, where's where's that chicken? Dad says, I never found it. We would drive by that farm for years. My dad would kind of look out the window and say, what if that chicken's out there? 
And as a kid, we were like, whoa, there's a headless chicken out in that field. <laughs> so that was, that's my headless chicken story. Oh, awesome. Awesome. You got any other grandpa stories for me or anything? Because uh, this time really flew today. And uh, I, I don't want to bore my, bore my listeners, our listeners, to uh, too long a story. We could always pick it up again, or we, we can call it quits today. You maybe have you have more notes in front of you than I do. Oh, that's because you have one of those fancy pens. What did you call that pen? A fancy writing device. A fancy writing device that's that cool. now needs ink. I heard. Yeah, yeah. So if if I could, instead of cutting me the big check, if you could just give me a. One of those little ink refills, that'd be wonderful. That's more than more than any check you could give me. I'll check my office supply cupboard and see if I have one. You know, it's hard getting product in these days. Uh, shelves are empty, so I'll have to look and see if I have one in my shelf. Absolutely. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and enemies, people that live underneath the viaduct, I want to thank you for tuning in today. Uh... Kind of a different than what we've done so far. We're trying to find our groove. We have many, many, many other topics to cover as the weeks go by. In fact, we'll cover 52 of them a year. How's that sound? Is that a deal, everybody? That is, is that one a week or is that one every other week? How many weeks are in a year? 52. 52. And how, how many presidents has there been? 40-some. And, and when's the next ex-president's birthday? Oh, um, I don't know that one. I think I, oh, I stumped <laughs> him. I stumped him. All right. Well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny G, thank you very much. I will go to, before you leave the studio tonight, I will go to my office supply cabinet and see if I can find you a refill for that. So thanks for listening. The Ed Hallback Show. You can find me at www.edhallback.com. Click on Spotify or on Buzzsprout, and you can listen immediately. Sorry I don't have Apple up yet. I haven't had time to get through all the paperwork it takes and some of the other platforms, but uh, bear with me. I hope the sound is better today than it has been in the past, and have a uh, have a wonderful day. Bye now.